Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. Turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. This is just kind of, in a sense, I guess, been rolling around in my spirit for a while. And, and um, I want to just share a few things with you about what the Word of God says about what you need to be believing. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 53.1. Whose report are you going to believe? Who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? That's a question. Okay. Who has believed our report? All right. And on the heels of that, it says, And to whom has the arm of the Lord, the arm of the Lord been revealed? I want to talk to you today about whose report are you believing? I know we sing that song, Whose Report Will You Believe? We Believe the Report of the Lord. Well, do you or do you really? That's the whole key. Do you or is that just a great song to sing? Well, I want to tell you, it is a question that you and I need to answer for ourselves personally. Who has believed our report? The word report there means something heard. In other words, something is heard and you are either going to believe it or you're not. Pretty simple, isn't it? Who has believed what they've heard? Who has believed our report? Now, it doesn't say who has heard our report. It says who has believed our report. There's a big difference. There are a lot of people in the body of Christ that hear and they listen. They can even quote what they've heard, but they're not believing. The reason you know they're not believing is because they're not acting on what they believe. I know that's not anybody here today, but somebody out there in TV land or on the internet might might fit that category. Okay? Now listen. Not who has heard our report, who has believed the report that they heard. Now, listen to me today. There are a lot of voices reporting today. There are a lot of voices. And I know in the media right now, there's all kinds of stuff about the media and it talks about faith, fake news and versus real news. The problem is, I believe there is fake news. I do believe people make stuff up. But the other side of that is this. Even though it may be real news, does not mean it's the report that you need to be believing. Because really, if you're not careful, real news is still not the report you should believe because facts don't necessarily mean that they are the best report. Well, here are the facts. Well, so what? Listen, there are lots of facts that are totally contrary in nature or in natural terms 
to what the Lord says. But facts don't necessarily mean they're the best report. The Lord has a set of facts of his own. Okay, just so you'll know, the Lord has his own set of facts. And so what you've got to determine is, am I going to believe? Now, I'm not, this is not just the three categories, but don't matter. Fake news, real news, or God's news. Fake reports, real reports, or God's reports. Because there's a big difference. Because it's not based on facts. If you believe God's reporting, y'all listening to me? If you believe God's reporting, there is a powerful force that goes to work to produce that report in your life. The, remember, the word report means something heard. You hear something. God says something, you hear it. That report is more powerful than any fact that man can record. But you have to believe the report that you've heard. I know I'm not confusing you. This is not that difficult. Okay. But the thing that you have to understand is that first of all, you have to answer the question for yourself, what report am I going to believe? I've heard stuff, heard this, I've heard this, I've heard this. What am I going to believe? And if you make up your mind to believe what God has said, you hear that and you receive that, that is your report, then something else takes place. And it says this, the arm of the Lord is revealed. The arm of the Lord is revealed. The arm of the Lord is not revealed because you heard something. The arm of the Lord is not revealed to make you believe something. The arm of the Lord is toward those who believe His report. We get it all mixed up. Well, Lord, if you'll just show me something. Well, it doesn't work that way. Paul wrote to the church, uh, uh, <coughs> the church in, in Romans chapter 10, and he was talking about this, and he said, don't say, Lord, just come up from, under, from the grave and I'll believe, or come down from heaven and show me something. You know what he said? He said, no, the word is near you. The word is near you. The word of faith which we preach. You've got a report. You've got a word. You've got a declaration from God that's different than what the world says. And that's what you have to believe in order to see the arm of the Lord revealed to you. I like the New Living Translation. It says, to whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? He's revealed it to those who believe the report, what they've heard, 
who act on what they've heard, who expect that in their lives. They choose that over other things in their lives. Now, it's called the arm of the Lord because it's His power available to go to work in your life regardless of what others are reporting. Listen to me. If all you do in your life is listen to the reports of the world and you watch the news and you listen to this and you listen to that, it will destroy your faith. Because there's another report. One of my mentors, Dr. Lester Sumrall, was telling me one time, he's told this story publicly, but I was just listening to him talk about this. One time he, he met a man by the name of Smith Wigglesworth. If you've never heard of him, go get his books because it'll blow your mind, the things that God used him to do. It's just amazing. Okay. Raise the dead, just all sorts of things. And the first time Dr. Sumrall went to see him, he dressed up in his best suit and he was there, you know, in England and he went to see him and he knocked on the door and, 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 uh, Smith Wigglesworth opened the door and he said, what's that? And he, and Dr. Sumrall had a newspaper folded up under his arm and he, he said, well, this is a newspaper. He said, throw it in the trash. I don't allow that report in my house. Sometimes we got to get that kind of attitude for ourselves. What does the Lord say? What is his report? Well, but you know, they're saying about the economy. But what does the Lord say? Over in Numbers chapter 11, let me just show you an example of this. Numbers chapter 11, in verse 21 and 22, Moses is questioning God's ability to feed people. Moses said, the people whom I am among are 600,000 men on foot. That's plus women and children. It's estimated to be 2 million to 2.4 million people, okay? Yet you said, I will give them meat that they may eat for a whole month. For a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered? For them to provide enough for them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them? That's a little much, isn't it? You know, a little overboard, but sometimes that's how, how we get. Okay? To provide enough for them. In other words, Moses said, hey, this is, you're talking about feeding two million people meat. Verse 23, the Lord said to Moses, I love this. Has my arm lost its power? Now will you see whether or not, now listen, this is important, whether or not my word shall come true? I love it. Listen to what he said to him. He said, listen to this. He said, has my arm lost its power? No, now you'll see whether my word comes true. Power produced by what God's word says. Very important that you know this. Power produced by what God's word said. Who shall believe the report of the Lord? So num Numbers eleven twenty four. it says that Moses went out. Now listen to this. Here's it. And reported the Lord's word to the people. 
My question to you is, what are you reporting? Because I just want to tell you, your opinions don't mean a whole lot. The way you got it figured out does not mean a whole lot. But what the Lord says means a lot. Moses went out and reported the Lord's word to the people. He didn't go out and say, now, I know, you know, that you're following the Lord. and He's got you out here in the wilderness, but you got to understand he's a little funny about stuff. And you just got to play nice here and, and, and understand that the Lord has said that, that he's going to feed you and, and he's going to do it for a month and it'll be okay. And don't get too upset. Are you kidding me? He walked out there and said, this is what God says about feeding you. And his arm is not too short to produce that word in your life. Next thing you know, they were inundated with quail. They were flying about, it says about three feet off the ground. And all they had to do was just throw a net over them and catch them. And they caught them, and they caught them, and they caught them. And, they, I, and, and, and until they ate so many quail, they started complaining about eating quail. It's typical of people, isn't it? They, they're, not, they're, they're griping because all they've got is manna. Okay, think about it a minute. All they got is manna. Comes down from heaven every morning. Every morning. Well, we want some meat. All right, you want meat? Here it is. I like a missionary friend of mine, Terry Myers, says, you ever checked how much it costs to have quail on toast? <laughs> the arm of the Lord wasn't too short to do that. You have to understand whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to receive the Lord's report? Or are you going to receive... What you think, well, that's two million people. Let me see, two million people, and he's going to feed them for a month with quail. If they eat two quail a day for a month, that's a lot of quail. And there probably aren't that many quail in the world. Well, if there were, they came from everywhere because they were there. And he fed every one of them. There is a word of the Lord, a report that activates God's power to work in your life. Whatever you need, wherever you are in your life, whatever it may be, God's word has already been appropriated to bring a report to you that if you believe it, his arm will stretch forth and produce it. The arm of the Lord is not short toward you. It will reach you with his power. It will touch you. It will provide. But you have to believe the report of the Lord. You have to let it be what works in your life. Paul wrote this. He picked up on this in, in Isaiah 53, 1. And in verse 10 of, of verse 16 of Romans 10, he said this. Listen. They have not all heeded the gospel. For Isaiah says, who has believed the report of the Lord? Who has believed this report? Okay. Listen. 
Let me read it to you again. Verse 16. They have not all heeded the gospel, for Isaiah says, the Lord says, Lord, who has believed, had faith in, the Amplified Bible says, what the Lord, what has, I'm sorry, what he has heard from us. In other words, there has to be faith involved in this operation. If there's not faith involved in the operation, then you're in trouble. That's why he adds verse 17. So then, okay, so back up to verse, let me, I don't want to confuse you, but listen, who has believed the report of the Lord? Okay, they've not all believed. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, you've got to hear the word of God. You have to hear the word of the Lord. Faith comes and then the arm of the Lord is revealed in that area for your life. So here's the question I have. Whose responsibility is it? Whoever believes the report of the Lord. Well, I don't believe that. Well, you won't ever get it. Well, if the Lord wants it, he'll give it to me. No, that's not the way it works. Whoever believes the report of the Lord, the arm of the Lord is revealed. The power of God is revealed. Paul said it's called faith. It's called faith. Once you understand that, then all of a sudden a world opens up to you. Faith activates the arm of the Lord. It comes by the hearing of the word of God. That's why it's so important. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir today because you're here. Choir's not, but you are. (laughs) No, they're here. They're just not singing today. But listen to me. If you're not in a place where you're hearing the report of the Lord, if you're not in a place where you're hearing the word of God, faith cannot come and the arm of the Lord cannot be revealed. Because it's your responsibility to believe the report of the Lord, and then the arm of the Lord, the power of the Lord is revealed in whatever you need. You need quail, he'll bring quail. His arm is not short. Well, this is too big for God. I mean, if listen, it, 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 there's no way, impossible that God could do this. Oh, well, it was really easy for him to bring and feed quail for a month. To two million people. Your problem is way bigger than that. Part of what we hear and read in the Word of God is the report of the Lord so we can know clearly and accurately this is what God said, this is what God will do. All we have to do is understand it and believe and realize that it will work in our lives. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. Listen, I love this scripture. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God's word contains the power to prosper in what he sent. But if you don't believe the report of the Lord, it won't prosper for you. I'm not trying to be ugly to you today. I'm trying to lift you up today. 
I'm trying to get you to realize that God's power is available for you in your life. If you'll rise up and say, I believe the report of the Lord. This is what God said. This is what God's word says. This is what I believe. This is what I know. All of a sudden, his arm is revealed. His power is revealed. And God starts working. The sad thing about this is most of the time we wait till a crisis for it to, 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 to try to implement it. It's hard to build your faith in crisis. Can be done, but it's tough. I'd rather believe the report of the Lord every day. I'd rather be expecting God to do things every day. Now, if you're not careful... You will let other people's report stop you from receiving the reward of the word of the Lord. You have to be so careful about what you hear. We just take it for granted. We can listen to anything. We can hear anything. And we can, we can sift through it and pick what we want. But I want to tell you something. It will damage your faith. The Lord sent a spy from 12 tribes of Israel into the promised land that God had promised them after the quail on toast. Twelve spies, one from each tribe. They all went in together. They all saw the same thing. They all came out the same time. But it says in Numbers 13, beginning in verse 25, they returned from scouting out the land after 40 days. They came to Moses and Aaron and to all the Israelite congregation in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh and brought them word and showed them the land's fruit. They told Moses, we came to the land of which you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. The people who dwell there are strong. The cities are fortified, very large. Moreover, there we saw the sons of Anak of great stature and courage. I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. I'll get over to where I can read the King James with you here. All right, now listen to what it says. So it says he saw these giants in the land. Everybody still with me? He said the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. Still working on This thing is not behaving for me. Sorry about that. Tell them you're at church. <laughs> All right, listen to this. Just put it up on the screen in the, King, in the King James, verse 29. Listen to this, Numbers 13, 29. Listen to what it says. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. In other words, they're everywhere. (coughs) They're everywhere. There are people everywhere. All right, now listen. God sent 12 spies into the land that he had already promised to them. Listen to what verse 31 says. Listen to this. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Verse 32, listen to this. And they gave the children of Israel a bad 
report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land. Now listen to this. They made this judgment that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Okay. Now listen to me very carefully. 10 out of 12, their report was different. If you're not careful, you get around people, Christians, and their report will not be God's report. And you have to realize and understand, listen to me, you have to realize and understand and know for yourself, this is what God said. They were interpreting what they saw as a report instead of what God said. Now, listen, it's dangerous to do that. Yeah, but I know so-and-so and they believe that and, and, and they died or they lost this or this didn't happen in their life. Listen to me. You cannot believe somebody else's report. You have to believe the report of the Lord. But they had faith. They were sincere. I am not accusing anybody of not being sincere or not having faith. But listen to me. You can't believe somebody else's report. You have to believe the report of the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 91 that a thousand will fall at my side. I mean, and 10,000 at my right hand. Okay. I'm not trying to be negative toward anybody, but my point is you've got to be careful what reports you're listening to. Ten of them said, no way, impossible. It's not going to happen. We are not able. Now, here's the crazy thing about it, okay? The other two spies, Joshua and Caleb, they basically gave the same report that the other 10 gave, the only difference was they didn't give an interpretation to it. They said, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there are giants there. Yeah, there are walled cities here. Yeah, there are big things there. Oh, my goodness, but look at the fruit. But listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about that because God said something totally different. Caleb said it this way in verse 30, Numbers 13, verse 30. He said, let us go up at once and possess it, We are well able to overcome. Now, listen, well, that's just a story in the Bible. Well, let's just rip it out and throw it away. It doesn't mean anything to you, right? Let's just get rid of it. No, we're not going to do that, are we? This is a perfect example. In fact, you go read and you'll find out Paul all the time said, read what God did for the children of Israel. Understand who he is and what he'll do for you. But listen to me today. Ten did not receive the promise of God. They did not go into the promised land. They actually died in the wilderness. And two, Joshua and Caleb, who believed the report of the Lord, entered into the promised land and received their inheritance. So you've got to know that this is, I don't mean this in a hard way, on you. It's between you and God. You've got to hook yourself up with Him. Believe His report. 
And when you do that, God can do something powerful in your life. Let me give you another example. In Mark, uh, in Mark chapter um, 5, there's a story here, uh, a great story from the Word of God about a woman. The Bible calls her a certain woman. Isn't that interesting? I, I, I like that because if it was a certain woman, then that means that it was a real person. This is not a made-up story. This is not some cute little thing that the Lord put in here to make us feel better. This was a certain woman. And the Bible tells us that this certain woman here had a problem. She had an issue. She had a very difficult issue. She had a flow of blood in her body, and nothing she had done could stop it. She had spent all she had on the doctors. Nothing would help. Nothing could help. But listen to what it says in verse 27. Mark chapter 5, verse 27. When she, all right, you ready for this? When she heard about Jesus, she heard a report. She heard a report about Jesus. Whose report are you going to believe? Now, I can tell you that more than likely, just from odds of understanding people and from what the Bible says, that probably 90%, maybe 80% of the people that were around her said, Are you crazy? Have you heard about this Jesus guy and all the goofy things they're saying about him and all the strange things and the Pharisees don't believe in him, none of the, none of the rulers believe in him, and you're wanting to go check it out with him? Don't do that. She heard something. She heard a report of the Lord. Now, I, I believe she heard what was happening back one chapter, Mark chapter 3, verse 11, where it said that they were touching his garments and they were healed. She heard about it. So what'd she do? Well, if he comes by my house, everything will be fine. I'll be healed. Thank the Lord if he'll just come by my house. No. When she heard the report, she acted on what she heard. That's called faith, folks. She acted on what she heard. She acted on the report. She said, if I touch his clothes, I'm going to be healed. And then she pressed her way into Jesus who was crowded by a multitude and touched his clothes. Guess what happened? The arm of the Lord was revealed. And it touched her. Power went out of Jesus into her. And it was so powerful, so strong that Jesus said, hold on a second. Somebody has touched me. And they said, well, Jesus, everybody's touching you. Isn't that interesting? Lots of people were touching him, but they weren't getting healed. But this woman got healed. You know why? Because she heard something. And what she heard, she acted on, and the arm of the Lord was revealed. She didn't just, she didn't just jump in the crowd with everybody else and say, Ooh, I'm going to see if I can get, ooh, touch Jesus. No, she went there. Because she'd heard a report. 
And she expected that report to be in her life. And when she touched him, power, the arm of the Lord flowed out to him. Listen to me. Flowed out from Jesus into her and immediately she was healed. How many people were touching him at the same time that didn't get anything? Isn't that amazing? But that doesn't have to be you. You can make up your mind. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Jesus said in Mark chapter 5, verse 34, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your faith has made you well. Whose faith? Your faith. Why? Because you activated the arm of the Lord because of what you heard in your life. Let me give you one more example. Over in Acts chapter 27, Paul has been arrested and has been, is, has been assigned to a military unit to take him to Rome. They get on a ship, then they transfer to another ship, and then they're about to go, and, and the Lord spoke to Paul and said, if y'all get on this ship, people are going to die. Paul told him, y'all get on this ship, people are going to die. But he was a prisoner. He had to go anyway because they believed the captain of the ship more than they believed Paul. So they get on this ship, and, they're on, and, and, they're, and then all of a sudden they're in a, in a hurricane. Now, we're not talking about some little bitty storm. We're talking about a hurricane. And the problem is, in those days, they just had to ride it out. So whichever way the hurricane was going, that's the way they were going. There was no way to run from it, nowhere to hide. They, they, were, they were in the middle of it. As long as it was a hurricane, they were in the middle of it. And a lot of different things happened. But something amazing happened. As they're in the middle of all this, in Acts chapter 27 and verse 21, listen to what happens. L- listen to what the Word of God says. It says, after a long abstinence from food, Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you shall listen to me and not sail from Crete and and incurred this disaster and loss. Now, Now listen, I urged you to take heart for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Now listen, do not, in saying, do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. Indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, listen to this, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. I believe God. God, because it will be just as it was told me. Somewhere, as a born-again child of God, you've got to make that your declaration. I believe God, because this is what His Word has said to me. This is what God has said. And because this is what God has said, this is what I believe. This is what I'm going to expect. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to give up. Listen, you can be in the midst of the worst storm of your life. 
something that you didn't even cause yourself, somebody else caused. But if you'll boldly stand up and say, I believe God, you're going to find out, listen to me, you're going to find out that the arm of the Lord will be extended toward you. Not only you, but Paul was standing for every person on that ship. Every person on that ship. Even those that had bound him up. Even the captors. Even those who thought he was, he was a lunatic in the beginning. He stood for them and every one of them lived. Because he believed the report of the Lord. You'd be amazed at what your faith can do. Not just for you but for people around you. If you just make up your mind, I believe the report of the Lord. Just make up your mind, that's where I'm going to live. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to accept what God says. I'm going to believe what God says. Yeah, but the circumstances, I know, but just get up right, Paul. You have to understand, when Paul said that, the storm was still raging. It wasn't after he got to shore and said, oh, I believe God. I mean, in the midst of the storm, he said, don't worry, fellas, I believe God. You can do the same thing in your own life. And you can see God do something great in your own life. If you'll just understand that and believe that. It's amazing what God can do, what God wants to do. Today, there there are people that are in this this sanctuary today that have believed God and they're cancer-free. I've talked to them today. Why? Because they believe God. You have to understand. You have to realize it's you. Whose report are you going to believe? What are you going to believe? And when you make up your mind to believe God, you'd be amazed at what can happen. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.